from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, it's a new year and another round of monthly yarns over the back fence with my guests Walter Williams and Ashley Mack. On this show, we discuss council considering changing speed limits in Ipswich CBD, the council-owned Commonwealth Hotel $5.5 million extension, curbside collection is back, Citizen of the Year finalists, and the Civic Centre roars back to life after the Christmas break. It's Monday, January 17, 2022, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Walter Williams has called Ipswich home for 31 years now and you'll know him as the voice on many TV and radio ads and he was previously heard on QFM, Star, River and 4BC. Welcome, Walt. Hey, thank you, mate. Glad to be back in 2022. Ashley Mack was born in Ipswich. Growing up in Ebervale didn't affect him much at all. Uh, he was the first voice on QFM in 1990. He's still a media tart and he's also a small business owner with his finger on the pulse of what's going down. Welcome, Ash. Good to be here, guys. Isn't it great? We made it through another year. Yes. Uh, it, it is. And 2022 has been dubbed 2020 as well. Two. T double O, get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't say that. We couldn't do that again. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Anyway, since we last got together in November for Over the Back Fence on Ipswich today, a lot has changed. We've made the references to COVID and Omicron. Have you noticed people being more cautious, or are they just throwing caution to the wind? Are the shops still busy? What about people wearing masks and checking in around Ipswich? What are you seeing, guys? Uh, Firstly, you, Ash. Mate, I, I tell you what, people, it's like they get timid. As soon as something happens with with COVID, the public go, like little little animals, they run back to their nest and hide in their nest for about three days. <laughs> and you ask a lot of business people around town, you get this big dip, and then they all start creeping out saying, is it all right? But I was talking to the guy who's doing our kitchen this morning, and he um, he was, his wife, he's from down um, Brisbane Way, and his wife is the same as my wife, Nervous about going shopping, nervous about spending a long time in shopping centres. Mm-hmm. If they're going, they're only going out and doing the shopping for the, the odds and ends or bulk toilet paper, as most people are. Yeah, well, I, I still don't get the toilet paper thing. Walter, what are you saying? Uh, exactly. Well, uh, for me, it's, I liken it to I've, I've been living in Day of the Triffids, the movie or the book, <laughs> because I was uh, hospitalised on December 20 with surgery. And thank you to Ash for driving me home the next day. Um, but uh, I haven't ventured out a lot simply because I didn't want to be in the general populace when you feel like you might be uh, a little more, you know, subject to. Yeah, fair uh, enough. Vulnerable. Vulnerable. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of worked out that way. I'm just amazed that none of us have, um, have contracted it yet. I was surprised by that too, out of the three of us, you know, based on stats. Based on yeah. stats, correct. Uh, we do know some people around Ipswich who have it, oh, yeah. their families and that sort of thing. So uh, let's hope they have a speedy recovery. It seems to be over and done in about a week if you're vaccinated. Exactly. The, you know, mm. I got my boost on last Thursday. By the way, no side effects whatsoever. 
Bargain. No, like, you, you were, like I was expecting, I'm normally one of these people that you're a bit fuzzy the next day. Mm. I was right as rain. Oh, but, that's um, good. Um, the, and the other thing that's interesting is the only people that you're hearing about in ICU are um, people who are unvaccinated. Yes, they are certainly making up the majority. There's mm. no doubt about that. While mm. we're talking about experiences with the vax, uh, Walter, what was your uh, experience after the vax? Well, I've, I've had the two shots so far. I'm booked in for the booster at the end of this month. Mm. And um, the first shot, I had a little bit of chills, night chills and stuff at the, at the end of the day and went to bed early and woke up the next day and felt perfectly fine. Second shot, I felt fantastic. I was like Superman after oh, that. Wow. You got the grease shot. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got the grease vax. I, I got the AstraZeneca. No, no, no. You got the grease vax. I got chills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, now you two have fessed up with your experience. I'll, I'll share mine. Please. Uh, I on. was AstraZeneca times two. The first one, a slight headache for maybe two or three hours. Uh, later that afternoon, and the next one, uh, even slighter headache, har- hardly there at all, mm. and I'm booked in for the booster early Feb, so uh, yeah. it won't be Astra, it'll be something else, I guess. Oh, yeah, it'll be the... Uh, I think I get Pfizer. The American one, I think Pfizer. Pfizer. Yeah, I, think I, I get Pfizer. Yeah. You, you get to choose. Yeah, okay. Get to choose. Well, let's move on to what's been going on around Ipswich, and we'll kick it off with the recently refurbished Commonwealth Hotel in the Nicholas Street Precinct. Now, the hotel, which was known as Murphy's in recent times, is going to be extended. So the original heritage part of it's all been beautifully restored. They're going Mm. to build on out the back. uh, And according to council's own documents, that's going to cost five and a half million dollars. So the pub can be adapted for modern use while keeping its heritage roots. Cheap and half the price. Yeah, exactly. Uh, When completed, the Renault and extension will be uh, a shade under 12 million total. Again, that's council's own numbers from the Ipswich Central Retail Dashboard. Now, it has been labelled controversial by one media outlet, but but is it? With so much that's happened, are you hearing controversy around this? Walt, you first. Uh, I'm not hearing controversy around this, but I, I can understand there's always going to be someone who's going to have a whinge about it. Uh, personally, I think what they're doing is terrific because you, you're keeping an historic hotel in Ipswich. Sure, there's going to be some uh, changes, but all for the better of, you know, new kitchen storage areas, loading docks, beer gardens, dining, you know, more. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're going to be able to secure a better tenant in there. They're going to get better returns on it. And it'll still be very much um, part of the heart of Ipswich. It'll end up being a showpiece, I think. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Ash, what are you hearing? Well, $12 million is a very expensive venue. It is. It is. But you know what? Uh, what We've said this before. The council had no choice but to fix it. If it was to be gone, demolished, that would have just been a a terrible result. So, yes, expensive, but it had to happen. Sorry, I I can't answer. So how does the the council recoup their money? Is the, the tenant going to be paying pretty exorbitant rent? They've got to make this thing work. I think they'll amortise it over a much longer period. <laughs> it'll, still be, it'll be like the World War One reparations for Germany. We'll pay it off a hundred years later. <laughs> True, but, but, but you got to you got to realise that the whole damn thing subsided at one stage, didn't it? So hmm. if they'd just let it go the way it was going, it was it was due for demolition, which would have been a shame. Would have been. It will be pretty. Show. It is. It will be. Oh yep. yeah, it's already looking good. Yeah. Yep. Another thing from the council agenda: curbside collection is back. 
and being progressively rolled out across Ipswich. But don't put your stuff out if it's not your suburb's turn. That's a big Mm no-no. I have a funny curbside collection story, and I want to hear yours in a second. When I was living in Brassel a few years ago, the night before of our week, I thought, right, it's time to put everything out. Literally the night before of the week, right? Mm. So I put it all out. I think it was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Nice, neat pile. By 6 o'clock... I looked out the window and there wasn't a thing left. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, you're one of these people with good junk. Absolutely. <laughs> must be. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. What have you heard? Uh, what have you heard and seen in terms of curbside collection, uh, Walt? Well, uh, we call our place 48 Hours like the 1982 Nick Nolte, Eddie Murphy movie because within 48 <laughs> hours of putting anything in our Bermuda Triangle, it will disappear like at your place. And it's not necessarily good stuff. It just disappears. Uh, but I, I do I do applaud them in, in coming back with the curbside collection thing. It's much needed. It's a better way of recycling. My, uh, my oldest son, who's a bit of a tinkerer, with uh, things, he would go around and grab things like whippersnippers and that sort of stuff. Then he'd actually fix them and give them away. Oh, and, what a guy. Yeah, and, he, you know, because he was, what's going to do with a whole heap? But he loved tinkering. Yeah. So he'd give them away to people, which I thought was a really clever idea. But my favourite story is my my youngest daughter, Courtney, come barreling in in her car one day and she had these two chairs in the back. It was a little Yaris, right? And there's two chairs in the back. She's dead. This bloke down the road's put these chairs out, and there's a whole heap more down there. I'm going down to get the rest. <laughs> right? This is down down on uh, a couple of streets away. Yep. Anyway, she, she goes down, and about five minutes later, she turns up, grabs the two chairs she already had, put them back in the Yaris, and took off. When she came back, I said, what was that all about? She said, oh, no, he just had them delivered. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> <laughs> she had pinched the guy's chairs off his driveway. Oh <laughs> no! Was curbside, the curbside oh, collection. That's a slightly embarrassing moment, but it all just ended okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it ended okay. He laughed and she laughed. They just thought it was funny. Another wow. item from council over the Christmas break that's dropped is they want to survey residents about speed limits in Ipswich CBD. And the way councils worded their media release, it seems as though they're keen to drop the speed limits. Now, it's already a bit bit of a mismatch of speeds if you're driving through the CBD. Mm. And Australia, I think, has too many different speed limits. And I can talk about the UK model where they operate very efficiently with three, possibly four. Mm. What should council do about CBD speed limits, Ash? Well, they'd probably save money on the number of signs they've got to buy. But I can't understand why you've got 40 on one bit and 50 on the next and 60 on the next. I think it, it should actually just be one and a little bit of common sense. If the boys in blue see an idiot driving too fast or driving recklessly, pull mm. him over. Yeah, You know, speed does not necessarily mean reckless. And does it save lives or anything? Well, allegedly it reduces injury. There have been many, many studies. But we only have to think back two or three decades and all these reduced speed limits around busy areas just weren't a thing. Now, I'm jury's still out in my head whether it should be reduced to 40 through the CBD or 50 or 60 or whatever. Mm. But I think the top of town reduction to, I think it's currently 40? 40, guys. Well, I think that was done just based on whinging power. Um, because <laughs> oh. because the, the, original, the speed bumps have been there for ages, haven't they? Oh, yes. And they're pretty yes. vicious if you hit them. Any higher than about 40. Even four-wheel drivers <laughs> slow down on the bay. <laughs> so I would encourage people listening to us to get on the council's, uh, I think it's Shape Your Ipswich website, have mm. your say about speed limits in mm. the CBD. 
I there's it, that always makes me think of the push bike rule and, and the helmets. Mm. And I've never been a fan of the helmet rule, even though that was brought in in Queensland by our, our, our local politician David Hamill. But the the helmets, I believe, stop people getting on bikes because most people are vain and they look pretty average with a helmet on. And I think <laughs> we're, we're paying for it in uh, obesity and lack of exercise. Oh, I don't know. That's that an interesting study. That is a very interesting study. I've never heard that before. It doesn't stop me getting on a bike. I actually prefer to have the helmet on a push bike, same as on a yes. motorbike, of course. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining about me having to wear one, but mm. I'm saying there's a lot of people who don't ride push bikes mm. because because of the helmets. Well, it's not compulsory stateside, is it, in the US? No. They don't even have to ride. You don't even have to wear a motorbike uh, helmet on a motorbike in the states. No, here. Oh, I no. think I think some states might have that in now. But sorry, what yeah. you were going to add something? I, I, I like the idea of keeping the speed limits as it is in the CBD. Just make it forty k all round for, and then for, for any outlying areas, sure, go to sixty. One area I would like to see uh, lowered is the the one on King Edward Parade where they've got the uh, water park because it's still a sixty kilometre zone. And, mm. and we've got a lot of children, a lot of families with very young children attending that water park because it's a no-depth water park. Mm. Uh, they're not, it's not a swimming zone. These are, this is for toddlers and you know, children of primary school age. So I'd like to see that street, that uh, zone reduced to maybe 50 or 40 k's. That's probably a smart move. Yeah. Simply, you know, to improve safety for pedestrians, cyclists, yeah, all of that. Actually, I mentioned about the comparison to the UK where they basically operate, <clears throat> excuse me, with uh, three or four different speed limits. And my experience driving around in uh, pre-COVID days, 2017, I think was the last trip, they grouped them into categories of roads. So a dual carriageway, like say the Warrego Highway, would automatically be 110. They're still using miles per hour in, now, in, yeah. in, the, in the UK. Suburban streets uh, around schools, they have signs up that says 20 is plenty, and that's 20 miles per hour. So mm. that would be getting close to our, our 40. About 35, yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of the roads have no speed signs on them because they're grouped in those categories. So single mm. road is a certain speed limit, dual carriageway, and the motorways a much higher speed limit. Oh, I think Keep it simple. I think that I think seventy and ninety are the two most ridiculous speed limits ever invented. Mm. Mm. And the thing is, with once upon a time, you could actually work out what the speed limit was where you were yes. because the old rule was if it had overhead lighting, it was suburban speed sixty. Mm. Yeah, suburban mm. street, and um, you knew it was sixty. And if it was um, in a, out in the open road and double carriageway, you went sixty mile an hour in the old the old language. Yes, exactly. It's January, that means it's time for the annual Australia Day Awards, which is run by Ipswich City Council, and the finalists have been announced. Ash, I sent out the list to you guys to have a bit of a look through. Um, any any favourites on there? Who do you think sh- should get the gong for Citizen of the Year? Interesting thing, I didn't recognise anybody. That's actually a good thing. That means there's more people being nominated and a larger pool of people to choose from. So we're actually, okay, because it's starting to get a bit samey-samey every year before, didn't it? Look, mm. it, it was a bit like that, and in, in past years, council struggled to get nominations. So on the strength of the finalists, uh, let's hope that means there's been a good deal of people nominating, well, or being nominated. Well, looking at the people who are in there, Donna Kavanagh looks as though she's doing some really good things. 
I think Donna would be uh, my pick, and I'll just declare uh, a little bit of an interest there. Donna is a recent new member of the Rotary Club of Ipswich City, which I'm also a member of. Donna is doing some outstanding work. Yeah, that's really a Citizen of the Year award. Mm, yeah. There's another name I thought you boys would have noticed. The Prime Minister's nominated in the Sport and Rec section, uh, Scott Morrison. <laughs> a tireless worker, a volunteer for the Dinmore Bushrat Soccer Club. And you can imagine, you can imagine how this guy gets ribbed <laughs> oh, all the time. Can he milk it or what? <laughs> and do they call him ScoMo? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you can check out the uh, list of finalists on uh, Council's website, and we wish all those finalists the very best of luck for yeah. the uh, Citizen of the Year awards. What a pity we're not judging. But go on. <laughs> no. Keeping with the Australia Day theme, it's nice to see councils throwing the pools open free again on Australia Day. That, that They're always a big hit, those uh, open days at the pools. Mm. I think they'll need plenty of chlorine this year, though. <laughs> oh, you're, it was of Omicron. You're referring to COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. I, I couldn't resist. Nah. Like, now I've got a mate who's having a 60th birthday and uh, we're calling it the super spreader event. Yeah, let's not go down that path because I just no. don't understand people who want to deliberately no, catch it. The Australian Open started this week and it's the rise and rise of our wonder girl, Ash Barty. Oh, yes. What do you think, Walt? She's, she's looking good for this, especially after Adelaide, isn't she? And she took a little break, took a seven-day hiatus, which she needed mm-hmm. rather than going to the next tournament in Sydney. And then before you know it, she's out there and she's practising uh, in Melbourne, getting ready for the Australian Open. And I'm 100% behind her today. I've got my uh, sweatbands on. I'm in uh, AO mode, getting ready <laughs> for Ash to take to the courts. Uh, it's going to be great. We love the tennis. And, of course, with the cricket, the Ashes wrapping up so early, it's it's going to have even more viewers. Correct. No no clashing of the Ashes and, uh, and tennis, which is great. No. Ash? Talking of I'm Ash? Just thinking, that's that's I, three yeah. Ashes. Yes. I know, but I'm, I'm just thinking what a, what a great role model Ash Barty is. Oh, is. incredible. You know, like if you want to give your kids someone to look up to, she's she – doesn't create headlines. No. Every time she's on camera, she's 100% perfect. She right? gets a COVID no scandal, shot. You know? Yeah, exactly. Gets a COVID shot. She, she fills in visas correctly. Not being deported. <laughs> we wish her all the best, and let's hope there's a, a monumental Barty party after the uh, women's final oh, in the Australian crossed. Open. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on to some light entertainment and the Civic Centre is uh, keen to have their doors open. Let's hope there are no further restrictions on uh, on entertainment at the Civic Centre. And there's a couple of great shows coming up. One I want to go and see is Weathering Well with Jenny Woodward on mm. the uh, 5th of February. I'm hearing this show is really great. Well, fill us in. What I'm hearing is that Jenny, who started her TV career on the Darling Downs, well, Jenny yeah. was there before getting the gig at the ABC, and apparently there's some wonderful footage that they show on the big screen and she tells some great yarns about her time in television in Toowoomba and then she tells them more great yarns about her time doing life crosses from the exhibition with animals. What is it they say about working with animals and mm-hmm. children? And does she do a weather report? Look, she might sneak one in at the end and then, of course, her travels across the state. Jenny is quite revered and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that show. Walt? You should. Yeah. She's a legend. And, and Ash, you're a big uh, ABC fan. You've always got the ABC on in your car. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Jenny I, Woodward. I, the one thing I love about Jenny is her eyebrows. Have you ever watched 
when she does. <laughs> she has the most animated eyebrows of any weather person. Can't say I've noticed. No, you, can't say. Now that I've said it, you watch. Her <laughs> eyebrows are the most animated eyebrows. She she puts expression in what she's doing with her eyebrows. Now I'm going to have to watch the weather tonight and just take note. Thank you very much, Ash, for that. <laughs> Any other shows at the Civic Centre that are attracting oh, uh, your attention? Oh, there's so many, isn't there? I mean, where do you start? There's so many great Look, shows coming through. I, I do hope they come off. I don't care. If it's on, go and see it because that industry copped COVID pretty bad and we yes. need to support it. Right. So, you know, go. don't judge a book by its cover. If you don't like the post, it doesn't matter. Go along and you'll actually walk out enjoying yourself because just about every show that goes through that place is brilliant. Mm. It's quality. And I'd like to uh, pay a little compliment to the staff of the Civic Centre who also do a a fantastic job, not just the front of house and people serving you, but all the people behind the scenes to make the... uh, Lights and sound work. They do a great job for our city. And the curtain will rise again. Yes, fantastic. All righty, guys, we might wrap it up there for our January edition of Over the Back Fence. Thanks for joining me once again, and we'll see you next month. Thanks, Ash. Ciao, dude. Wonderful seeing you guys. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Ash. Just a reminder, you'll find handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music Podcasts. Or play Ipswich Today from smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.